Hey everybody, it's Barry. I wanted to hop in here at the beginning of the episode uh, before we get going to mention a couple of things. The first thing is that uh, I totally whiffed last week on saying that I was going to share a link to a veterans charity organization, a way to donate to uh, veterans affairs. And so I have done that for this week's episode. And it will be included as well uh, for the foreseeable future, just because why the heck not? Um, There's no reason not to have that included in some way, shape, or form. Uh, So it is for the Heart and Armor Foundation. Um, I know that a lot of folks tend to lean towards doing something with Wounded Warriors and um, some more high-profile names, but Heart and Armor was actually uh, started by musician John Mayer. (laughs) So surprise, surprise there, but I figured that it was uh, another great way for, for... people to give back and there's a lot of literature there about um what the the causes that they're trying to support are and um it you know it's not just trying to support veterans post war via you know monetary and 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 food needs it's also mental health which is of course a huge 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 thing that we are advocates for here on the podcast. Um, so that link is in the description below, heartandarmorfoundation.org. And uh, I think it's dot, I think that's the how it goes. Oh, it's just heartandarmor.org. I apologize. But uh, that's that's down below. Also, if you are not yet a part of the Patreon, now is a great time to actually hop on there because we are in the middle of our pre-sale for the Wilderness Trail pick that we did in conjunction with the Nashville Bourbon Society. And there are there are about a uh, what like two hundred bottles that we're we're trying to get through, and about half of those are supposed to go to our ten bit folks. Uh, this was a pick that we asked the the store to allow us to do, not the other way around. And so it is hugely hugely important for us to kind of show up and show out here, and not just help our ten bit fam, but also to help out the Nashville Bourbon Society and show people that we are capable of doing something like this because Nashville Bourbon Society has been great to us and we really appreciate all the work that Adam and Jay and all those folks down there have done to help us get our first two official podcast picks out and about to people. So please, 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 um, if if you're not on the Patreon yet, uh, that is where you get your first crack at it. Um, and I would love to, I would love to see our, our half sell out. Anyway, that's it for me on the uh, the little prelude here. This is a really fun episode. I think you guys are going to just enjoy the heck out of it. There is a huge surprise that happens um, about midway through, and Eric and I are still kind of uh, we're still kind of reeling from it. So enjoy this week's episode. Bye. Bye. <laughs> back everybody to another episode of this is my bourbon podcast i'm your host perry with me as he always is is the co-host it's eric the whiskey mutant smith guess who i'm <laughs> back waiting on perry to bring me the good news get yourself over here i should have known that was what you were gonna go with but I'm really happy that le- that left my brain enough for it to be funny to me again. I was just waiting on you to bring me back over. I haven't seen Perry in a few days. Where are you? Where you been? I've and been... that's been us doing Herbert the Pervert from Family Guy for a solid 20 seconds. Hey, if you are new and this is your first time listening, thank you so much for being here. If you are returning, hope you're well. Thank you for coming back. If you have not yet, please subscribe to the podcast on your podcast app of choice. Leave us a five-star rating and review. We got a new one this week that we're going to be reading out. Um, what else? Uh, uh, bourbonshop.threadless.com. Go check out all of our apparel and merchandise. And uh, patreon.com slash podcast. Sorry, I'm distracted because I have a package sitting in front of me. A nice that, package over there. It's a nice... It's got a nice package. It's wide, it's wide and thin. Does that make sense? Wide and long? Some package. All right, All right. It's, it's a UPS package. <laughs> and we haven't, we haven't done any like live unboxings on the show, maybe ever. 
But this is I, like this is like what my kids watch on YouTube <laughs> unboxing. Um, and I think I know what this is, but you don't have any idea what no, I'm about I'm, to. I'm waiting right now. I'm getting excited about this package so, over here. I had yep, that's exactly <laughs> what it is. Stop it. Um, <laughs> oh, dude, it's it? cold too. So this is it's a beer the, or an energy drink. This is the newest Brooklyn Black Ops Stout that is aged in Four Roses small batch bourbon barrels. Oh, it's cold too. Should we save it or do you want to drink it? Are we going to do something over that other beer? We're going to do the. Yeah, we'll do two episodes together of that. Yeah, we put that one there. With yeah, you. I'm really excited for this. Nice. I, I just got confirmation like two days ago that we were going to get this. And so that was a pretty quick turnaround. Holy crap. 12.4% ABV. Oh boy, oh boy. Everybody's going to be good. taking a nap. Nap time juice <laughs> up there. Uh, but thank you to Brooklyn Black Ops. Thanks, Four Roses, for sending that to us. Black Ops. Pumped. Brooklyn. We've, we've gotten two beers that have been Four Roses aged. This is my beer podcast. Recently. So we're going to have to do a little, little stout. Little bourbon ale. I haven't had a stout in a while. I've been in all uh, over been, those. It's been a minute. I've been all over those uh, smoothies and slushies and sours. So for me, the last time I did, uh, I I fell asleep. <laughs> I had like a midday nap. <laughs> dude, those things, those things get you. Man, I'm so excited for this. It's a good looking can. Yeah, too. dude, it's slick. It, it's got this like vintage kind of look. Like it kind of reminds me of. And, and I mean, why this is where my brain went, but those like, uh, um, uh, shoot, like the Colt 45 packaging kind of almost. Yeah. yeah. It's interesting. I like it. Yeah, I do too. Looking forward to trying that. But you have a pairing for us this I week do. for sips and snacks. I do. So here's this. Is it the handy? This is the handy. Boy. Packages and handies this week. You get it all this week in this episode. Is Patreon going to get most of this? Probably. Probably. Is the main episode going to get all of this? Probably. Probably. (laughs) So, we'll talk about this more a little later, but this past weekend, I got to visit the Beaumontians. Ooh, I know what this is now. This is exciting. And we, I got to do a little tasting, and I met some people. Um, and this snack is from my new friend John Passer and his wife, who were in the tasting with me. And afterwards, found out that you know I do the pairings and the snacks and all that. So he was like, ah, "We got something that you need to pair." And I was like, "Okay, this is awesome. Just met you, and now you're giving me snacks." So they ran up to their room and brought out uh, this box of milk chocolate orange sticks from Sweets. And it's basically a chocolate, uh, like a chocolate stick with uh, orange like jelly inside of it. And when I had this, I was like, oh my gosh, I need that 2021 Thomas Handy. Dude, it's perfect. <laughs> I, just, I, like, I just tried it. That is absolutely perfect. Mm. That's amazing, and they um, they're probably listening now because I made sure to send them yeah. the link, and hopefully they subscribe. So, John and your wife, I appreciate you for the snacks, and I'm telling you, this 2021 Thomas H. Handy and these milk chocolate orange sticks are a match made in pairing heaven. I will say the snack itself is a little weird. <laughs> I wasn't ready for the the jelly the in jelly the inside. It's but, good. But man, when you add the the rye to it, it like brings out more of the orange. Because I think when we did the review, I think I said chocolate and orange, so that's I why that's too. why I immediately was like, yeah. I have to pair this with the, and the you, handy. And you texted me earlier, and you're like, Do we have any of the handy left? I was like, Well, yeah. What do you think I'm doing? Just, I mean, to be fair, there was a night where I blended all I was four of say, them together. I know what but, you did one time. You blended them all together. Yeah, but that was a one time thing. But I couldn't remember how much we actually drank when we reviewed them. Oh, man. That was really good. 
So look at us over here pairing BTAC with. <laughs> hey, go big or go home. You know, I struggle with that sometimes. I like to do the pairings. And I want people to be able to try them, but sometimes I know I can get a little out of control with maybe some limited bottle I got a chance to try or a sample somebody sent me. But man, when it just hits you in the head, you got to do it. Like if you got the chance, you just got to do it. So I apologize. Yes. Maybe. That's fine. People get over oh, it. It's so good. You know what I say to them? Get over it. You know what? You know, <laughs> they can live this pairing through me and a, me and you right now. Okay. Yeah. It's good. So it's a great pairing. Yeah. Um, if you want to try this pairing, uh, we don't have much left though. So. Yeah, I don't know. Don't. I might just finish that. So. <laughs> You've got. Look at that. <laughs> we got. We got half an ounce, maybe. Right, save it. We'll <laughs> use left. it for something. <laughs> That's hysterical. Uh, Eric Smith, what have you been drinking recently? What have I been drinking? Well, as mentioned before, I was at the Beaumont. This past weekend, and it was mine and April's 14th anniversary, so I got to pat myself on the back for this one. I did a good job this time. <laughs> uh, you know, I didn't tell April really anything, because it's just been busy, kids stuff, everything going on, so we didn't really have a chance to like go far, and I was like, I got to figure out something to do. So I booked us the weekend at the Beaumont, the Mobile Inn in um, Harrodsburg, Kentucky. And I'd actually never stayed there. I'd been to the tavern in the past for like dinner or something, but I've not actually, um, like I didn't get a chance to go to Whiskey Weekend when it was there and stuff like that. So it was a new experience for me. I did not realize the amount of historical things inside like how everything's yeah. like original and like they were so nice to just let us like roam around it was like we just did like a self-tour of just like looking at everything and my wife is a huge history buff like she just reads stuff like that all the time so it just blew her mind when we got there and i i couldn't have asked for a better like a better reaction from her because in my head I knew that I got to uh, go see Dixon later. Like that was my that was my my thing. Yeah. But she was just all about the history of the Beaumont and how. I mean, it's just it's just like going kind of like going back in time when you go there. Um. So it was amazing. So I look. I was lucky enough to email Dixon. Uh, or message him and ask if I could get in on one of his tastings and. Just so happened he had one that day, and he had enough room. So I got to do a tasting with Dixon. And let me tell you, doing a tasting with Dixon is is just like an experience like no other. Because it wasn't really about just sitting there picking out like these you know, detailed notes and like, what are you getting on the nose? And like, he's not about that. He taught me and everybody else there about, it was more about feel. Like, how does this feel? You know, learning, you know, what you feel on the front of your tongue, what yeah. you feel on the sides, what do you feel on the finish? And it was just so nice to sit back and just watch Dixon go through this tasting because there were people there that had never done a tasting before. There were a couple of people who were bourbon nerds like us. So it wasn't just... A bunch of uh, people geeking out about it. It was people really there learning. People who have yeah. never drank any of this stuff, including my wife. April loves to smell bourbon. She loves old fashions and stuff like that. But I don't know, other than like maybe a little sample at like a distillery tour, that I'd have actually seen her drink neat whiskey. That's so cool. And so in my head, I was that like, that was a win. <laughs> well, at first, yeah. I was like, oh, I get double samples because I'm going to just drink hers. <laughs> and before I know it, the, I don't know. I think Dixon, just the way he's up there, his presence just like took over the room and like she was like just staring at him. And I was like, what? 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 I mean, yes, Girl. he's a he's a beautiful man here. Okay. Okay. <laughs> please, but, please don't let this be more than what it is on the surface. <laughs> but she, she was into it because she was like, I don't. I don't want to like sit here and try to find these notes, but she was getting all like 
when we tried Weller Foolproof, you know, she was tasting the sweetness on the front. And, you know, when we had like a higher rye bourbon, she was getting the rye finish on the end. So that was just, I've having Dixon up there and going through this tasting of bottles was just amazing. And it's not like you, ex- I, I didn't expect to go in there and be trying all like pappies and stuff like that. It well, wasn't yeah. about that. He just took it. He had, he picked five bottles and he just took you on like his own like little personal tour of how he tastes and how he blends and what he looks for and all that. So I got to try. Um, I got to try a Weller foolproof pick that he not not the one he picked for the Beaumont, but the one he helped to store in another state pick. Uh, another uh, Russell's Reserve that he got to help pick. I got to. Um, he every, had like every one, every time. I'm sorry. Every time that. Dixon picks a Russell's barrel. It is the most magical thing oh, in the so entire good. world. It was so good. Um, <sighs> he had uh, Knob Creek 15 in there, um, which I'd had. But once again, when you put it in that lineup with stuff, it's a completely different experience. Um, he started out with one of the Bardstown. I think it was um, Fusion. That was kind of like the warm-up. And, man, I had not had Kentucky Owl Batch 9 in a while. Because I've been drinking on the tin that you have here. <laughs> Kentucky Owl Batch 9. Yeah, he's been doing bottle chugs. <sighs> Kentucky Owl Batch 9. I think it's, I, I do think it's is, better than 10. Oh, I have to agree it's better than 10. Like I said, it's been a while, but after having 10 a few times, that thing is damn near a perfect bourbon. Yeah. yeah. I, I would, I completely I would agree. pay full price for every bottle right now if there was somebody had a Batch 9. Um, so that was the lineup and I gotta say after the tasting almost turned into another tasting a couple people left and you know I, I had like I had a sample that I wanted to give Dixon to do whiskey in the box with so we was waiting around we're all talking and Dixon being Dixon just is like y'all wanna drink some more stuff and I was like yeah so there was just a few of us there and he was, I kid you not, man, the most generous I know. person ever. I know. And just so laid back, somebody brought a bottle from New York. It wasn't the greatest. But we all tried it, and Dixon told him what he thought about it. And then we moved on. He had a uh, Wilderness Trail rye pick that his friends had sent him. He popped it right there. We got to try it. And it was just we just sit there and hung out with Dixon for a little while. Now, I'm not saying that every time you go do a tasting with Dixon that that's going to happen. But luckily, he had some time, and he took time to take pictures with people, uh, took their questions, and shared more stuff with them. The most generous thing. So, one other thing that cracked me up was I was I was the snack cake guy at this <laughs> tasting. And Dixon introduced me as the snack cake guy because... He was talking about Whiskey Weekend, and he was telling everybody about how he was doing this event, and like he was talking about serious like distillery things and what he was going to be doing after Kentucky after he left Kentucky out. And he turns around, and he points at me, and he goes, and then this guy, the first question I get after I went through this whole spill was, "What? Oh, Dixon, what's your favorite snack cake?" <laughs> And so we got to laugh a little bit about me talking about snack cakes instead of like, you know, serious like bourbon stuff and all that. And he he thoroughly enjoyed that. That's like when he was um, he was on a panel with Fred Minnick. Do you remember this? He talked about it on an episode. Yeah. And the entire time Fred was kind of ignoring him for the most part and but he always kind of had this little wry smile on and every time he kind of looked over at Dixon and then he finally got to Dixon and asked him a question and he goes Dixon when was the last time you smoked weed (laughs) 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 it's that same kind of energy you know so anyway so all throughout the tasting I was referred to as snack cake guy so we just got an email from West Sixth that uh, Snake Cake is getting released next week. Snake Cake. Do you know about it? It's their. It's one of their like special release. I've heard, I've heard a little bit. Bourbon Arrow. Bur- bourbon Arrow. Bourbon Barrel Aged Beers. Yeah. So I think we need to do a Snake Cake and Snack Cake. Oh heck yes. Pairing. Yes. Please. 
I'm I'm pretty I'm pretty excited. I love that, that name but... too. Oh, I do too. But anyway, I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. Uh, no, no, no. To interrupt, but I I never leave the Beaumont Inn, whether it's having stayed there or having just gone for dinner or just going to see Dixon. Yeah. I never leave there not feeling like I have just had the best experience possible in that moment. It was amazing. And like I said before, April being like this history person after it, uh, she was telling Dixon like how much she loved the end because of the history. And he was like, well, let me show you this stuff. So mm-hmm. then he goes and starts showing her all this stuff. Like, you know, when the girls would try to see if they had like a real diamond, they would etch their name on the windows of yeah. things. And he was like, here, I'll show you where they etch their names. And like, it was just stuff like that. Uh, I could, I could never tell him how much I'm grateful for how generous he was to me and April that day by going out of his way to show us stuff or give us a pour of something that wasn't part of the tasting. So I truly, I truly had one of the most amazing, amazing times just hanging out with him. And I met some new friends, John. uh, I can't remember where they were from. Then there was a guy, David, he was from Minnesota, I believe. Um, they were really nice. I saw them later in the end. We would all we were just sitting on there by the fireplace, like we had a couple of bottles we were sharing with everybody. Um, but it was it was awesome. It was it was just such such a fun time. I couldn't recommend uh, anytime you have a chance to book a night and book a tasting with Dixon. I I would do it. I can't say much more than that, honestly. I mean, I and and I've said my piece about Dixon as well and, and how much I, I just love him as a person and love going and experiencing that place through so many different lenses and being able to share everything about what the Beaumont Inn is. It, it's, it just is so, so special. And if you are in Kentucky, if you're in the Lexington area, um, make the time to take that extra hour drive out to the Beaumont. Oh, and the food. The food is Food's amazing. phenomenal. Oh, so good. Yeah, we didn't even get to talk no, about the food. No, I didn't even food. talk about the food. <laughs> the breakfast and the dinner at the tavern. Oh, top yeah. notch. Yeah. Oh, and uh, somebody was like, do you know the Grease? I was like, yeah. So I FaceTimed him, and, the, and Grease literally danced around with no shirt on. <laughs> For these people. I go, I got I got somebody who's a fan of you. And you know what he does? He takes his shirt off and he dances around <laughs> on a FaceTime call. The most grease response the ever. The thing That is so ever. funny. So that was funny. Um, I'll go kind of quickly through. I don't have a whole lot of new things that I've been drinking on recently. But I do have this exceptional Knob Creek pick that... Um, I have now bought multiple bottles of. <laughs> we just opened the second from, one. Yeah, sure, second. Oh, was that not the second one? Oh, my, Perry. Perry and his Knob Creek. This one in particular has just blown me away, but it's from our buddies over at Jackson's Wine and Spirits here in Lexington. Uh, the area of town that they are located in is sketchy. Yeah. I mean, it's right across the the... <laughs> The road from generally where my neighborhood is, but you can immediately tell that the the <laughs> poverty line just just tanks once you you get over there. But really, really great store. I have not had a bad pick from them yet, uh, and this is just another one in the list of being in, it, just stellar, just stellar. And I think it just goes to show that Knob Creek is just doing great single barrels right now. Mm-hmm. So, Eric, we got a review this week. It's a big old review. It's one that we are just so friggin' excited to get into. Man, one of my favorites. This was provided to us by none other than Mr. Tony Bag of Donuts. Tony, Tony, <laughs> hey, Tony, Tony. Bag of Donuts. Hey, thank you very much. I, uh, he is one of our, uh, one of our patrons, uh, and also just a good friend of the show. I got to meet Tony last uh, last weekend. At, at, in, in Louisville. He was in for Chad and Sarah's meetup. It's Bourbon Night's meetup. Had some samples to drop off to him. And uh, he gave us a couple samples to drink on I'm as well. all about samples. One of them is a Russell's pick from Benny's that's eight years, six months. And uh, the other one is E.H. Taylor Barrel Proof from 2021. Lucky. 
<laughs> this is kind of like us rounding out some of the LEs this year that we didn't get to try. It's been a hard year around here. It's been a tough LE year in general. You finished that bad boy right up. Yeah. I like these blue sample bottles. I do too. They look slick. They're different. If everybody could color code their sample bottles that they give us or send us from here on out so I know exactly who they belong to, that would be great. <laughs> Listen, each Taylor Barrel Proof is one of my all-time favorite bourbons. And I've got one the last, like, three years. And I don't feel like I'm going to be as lucky this year. So, Tony, thank you so thank much. You. This is an important one, I feel like, for us, especially as we <clears throat> are moving into considering what our best bourbons of the year are. Yes. So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to classify this as George T. Stagg, not T. George T. Stagg. <laughs> Not not George T. Stagg. Not not George T. Stagg, but not 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 yeah not, not yeah not 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 not. I'm I. Why'd you throw not with a K in there? Well, I was looking at this Knob Creek over here, and I kind of like, mm. got me got me all confused. That's understandable. You saw it in my eyes. I was confused. I did. I lost you for a solid two seconds. Yeah, there. I was just. Just saying not over and over. <sighs> this smells so good. It's oaky. It's tobacco-y. It's got a big old punch to it, man. Oh. It's like... It's like cherry cigar. And not like some cheap thing. I'm talking about just like you're smoking a cigar in like a room with like cherries around you. And you're in a Rick house. Yes, please come to my house and see my cherry room. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's the H. Taylor right there. What's the age usually on Barrel Proof? Like uh, I think it's like about eight, eight years. Eight to nine or something yeah. like that. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say eight to ten or eight to twelve. Oh, it smells so good. It's always so good. Little bit of like a, a vanilla extract, yeah, in there too. I actually, I kind of get a little bit of uh, vanilla, um, vanilla Coke, like Coca Cola. Yeah, there's definitely a little bit of cola in there, and it's like a vanilla yeah. soda or vanilla pop. Oh yeah, there it is. I gotta take a moment. Hold on. <laughs> What are you searching for over there? I think this might have just dethroned my bourbon of the year. Oh. Oh, my gosh. I got to get one of these. Oh, my gosh. That's just... That's it one just of the... Coats, it coats the sides and the back of your tongue and just lets you know that this is like... This is what bourbon is supposed to be. It's... It's intense. It's great. I have a little bit. <laughs> I didn't even pour a half ounce for myself. All the notes that I got on the nose kind of reflect right on the palate. It's like this vanilla cherry Coke, but there's this like tobacco. It, it's it's also got this milk chocolatiness to it. And not like, okay, I phrased that wrong. I didn't mean milk chocolate. I meant chocolate milk. Chocolate milk. Okay. <laughs> It it is like it is kind of chocolate milky, which I'm not hating. And I don't love chocolate milk, but like in this context, it is so dang good. It really is like your favorite like your favorite like snack drinks, if that makes sense. Like you get I'm not hold on. Oh no. Uh oh. All right, I fixed it. Um, yeah, it reminds me of just like soda and like sugary drink and like like you said like like a really rich milk chocolate and uh, I can't 
I just have to get one of these. And like I said, like I think they're starting to trickle out around here, and I have just barely. I have no idea if I'm going to be able to get one, but having it right now, it's magic. How do you feel having it right next to the Russell's 13? Oh, man. It hits it hits all the right spots a little bit harder than the Russell's. You know what I mean? Like, both are good. But that E.H. Taylor is just like... It's, it's taking, I don't, I don't even know what I'm trying to say. I was not anticipating to have something this late in the game that was going to just dethrone the Russells. It's phenomenal. It's This is the AJ Styles so good. of this year, the phenomenal one. AJ Styles. I mean, it, all these notes are just like they're so like bright and hot. Like it's not like a little bit of vanilla. It's not like a little bit of chocolate. It's like here you go. It just hits hits your taste buds like a freaking hammer. Like angels just taking you know flavor hammers and just smashing it right on your taste buds. If that makes any sense. The angels share. Yeah, the angels sent this chair back. Oh God! They said this is this is meant to be on this earth. This is too good for this us. Is too good for us. This belongs with the people. And with I ain't you. even lying. I ain't even lying. This is a freaking little just sample of it. I don't even have the bottle, and I'm just like, if I had the bottle, I would not have the bottle for very long. <laughs> I'd have to lock it up if I wanted. To save I would any too. Of it. I would too. That's um, proof. One twenty-seven point three. One twenty-seven point three. This is dangerous. And the finish, oh my god! <laughs> the gosh. finish is just infinite. It just it doesn't stop. Does not stop. It's too legit to quit. It's so good. I'm mad about it almost. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like I shouldn't like this as much as I do. But we were talking about this before we started recording, and it's like. If there's like a a subtitle or a, a um, I guess a sub headline for this episode, I don't know. It would be like <laughs> our problems with limited edition bottles in 2021. And the thing is, like, I hate that I can't get this bottle. I hate how difficult it is to get Stag right now. Mm-hmm. Not Stag Junior. See what I did? I corrected myself. <sighs> Because they changed the dumb name Daddy to something issues. that's going to convince everybody. <laughs> Get a letter. Buffalo Trace gets this weird letter. It says, like, to, to Daddy or to Buffalo Trace. No return address. But it's written in, like, crayon. <laughs> <laughs> Is this the new Perry Russell? It's <laughs> oh, That's a good one. Stag Jr. has defected from the family <laughs> and is now his own. Anyway, but I, I just feel like this was the year that limited edition bottles, exclusive bottles, whatever, officially just kind of became a thing of the past. Man, it's been so discouraging to the point where... I look at, like, if people post, like, a bottle, I'm always, like, I want, I'm looking at their location. I'm, like, if they, like, tag their location or, like, where at what part of the state. And I'm just, like, man, how do how do all these people get this stuff? And it's all, it's, like, all around us. Like, all these limited bottles are all around us. They're just floating around all around us. And it's, like, here where we're at, like, maybe we just are not talking to the right people. But I don't feel like we get that much. We don't. I talked to the store I go to, and they didn't hardly get anything compared to what they normally get. It's just been a crazy yeah. year for limited stuff. And I think that that's 
why when we talk about what have we been drinking recently, it's almost consistently store picks. It's picks. Which I've is almost, fine. Yeah, I've I, almost changed the way I think about what I'm trying to find anymore. Well, yeah, and I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm not so bent out of shape as I think I'm making myself out to be about not having LEs because I have been of the mindset for a while that if I have a really good pick, I am perfectly happy. But it is just still frustrating that the Kentucky market is so dry. It and is. I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. But I just wish that it's it's like they overcorrected. You know what I mean? Like we were supposed to have like enough for them to kind of share it out to everybody. I want all of it for myself. But it's not it's not even that. Like I'm happy with, you know, Washington getting enough to satisfy their market. Yeah. But when it it just feels like when they were doing the paperwork Two people said, well, that guy's going to take care of it, or the other person's going to take care of it, in terms of like keeping enough stock back for the Kentucky market. And when they came back together, they were like, I thought you were going to do it. Oops. Oops. And then they just moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, it... it and, and, and I'm not even trying to be like, oh, woe is me and everything. But, like, it's true. Kentucky doesn't really have anything that people expect us to have. You have a better chance of finding products like Weller Antique if you go out of state. Yeah. <laughs> it's just, I, and I, I think, just, no. How, what, how many times can we talk about I this? Know. But we say it over and over. It's just that one of the. It's just those things where it's like, you almost, for the past couple of years, it's like, it isn't my fault. It's like I got used to like, yeah, knowing like, oh, I can't wait to get the new E.H. Taylor Bell. I can't wait to get the new Masters King. And now, hell, I don't know if I'm going to get any of them. Like, we're not seeing hardly anything. And I think that's enough of our little complaining about yes, it. Yes, I'm but going back still, to the positive of this review, which is... This is a great whiskey. <laughs> so good right now. I just bleep myself out. So good, because I, I wanted you to you. know. Man, if you can get it, it's a buy all day. Are we going to give it an actual score? Yeah, we are. All right. <sighs> Nose. I mean, four and a half. Four me. and a half. <laughs> absolutely. I was going to say absolutely. It, it's it's missing, almost perfect. It's missing just a little teeny tiny little sliver of like, I don't like a maybe a brightness. Yeah. Like it, it's got everything it needs, but it's just not there all the way it's almost like i've had stuff that i immediately like just know that this is like it and like this one is like it made me think just a little bit about it so there was just that one bright note that di- that really wasn't there that usually like gets me gets me going but yeah four and a half look i gotta be honest with you this is one of the best bourbons i've tasted in a long time I mean, I mean, the age is there. The proof helps this significantly. I think it is the most well-rounded thing that I've had this entire year. And I know that I said that about Russell's, but this has absolutely knocked Russell's back at least one spot. Four and a half. Five. Oh damn! <laughs> you went there. I'm almost at a five. I think this, the, Eric. This is edging very close to my favorite bourbon I've ever had. Oh my! The finish that does not quit. Oh, finish five. I'm just gonna go ahead and say finish it. Finish is hundred percent a five. Um, I, I'm, I am just. I, f- I feel like I'm stuttering <laughs> because of how I can't quite grasp how much I love this. Like, my brain's not comprehending what my mouth is experiencing. And so it's trying to, like, kick me back and, like, make me go, nah, think a little bit more about this. But I- I'm, I don't know, I don't know what else to say. 
I mean, this this is almost a perfect bourbon. Yeah. That nose just needs a little bit more. It just needs a little bit more. What's the retail price on this? 65? So these retail for um I think normally they would be like 60 to 80. Hold on. I feel like it's 64.99. I would buy a case of it if it was at I mean, that price. Dude, at retail. Hold on. Yo, this one's saying sixty nine ninety nine. This one says seventy nine ninety nine. So anywhere between that. I mean, that's a a five. If you get it at a normal price, yeah. I would pay two hundred two fifty for this easy right now. Right now. Right now. It's a five. It's I, I it's a nineteen for me. it's a nineteen point five. I mean, this is out of control. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm having a moment right now. I really am. We are. I'm like just stunned. I mean, this is like this. when I when Goku first went Super Saiyan. <laughs> when I first saw that, like I'm it, even drooling a little bit from it's it. It took me back to a time where I'm just sitting there like reliving a moment over and over. This, and I'm this, reliving yeah, this, this is like a game changing piece of time for us. Out of control. Wow. Um. There's nothing left in the sample bottle. I was trying to. <laughs> I I like. Yeah. Part of me is like, I don't feel like I should be drinking this. Well, you know what I mean? Did. It's just like that good. I so, will. I'm. I will have to. I've got to find. I've got to find a bottle now. This. this I like. <laughs> all right. I'm going to paint a picture for everybody of what I just witnessed. There was a single drop left in the sample bottle <laughs> that Eric poured into his Glencairn. And then, because it was not getting to his mouth quickly enough, he extended his tongue into the Glencairn <laughs> so that he could lap up. I did. The drop of each Taylor barrel proof. It was one of the funniest things I've seen in a very long time. That was beautiful, my friend. Like that's just it's simply just I mean amazing. like I, I I know that like at this point we're kind of showing our hand. But man, th- this is the best bourbon that's come out this year. I won't disagree. I mean I and heck on it. Dude, that's that beats all the B I know I had Eagle Rare seventeen up there for a while. In my head, for my top. I mean, that one's still... I think that one's still top 10 for me. No, it's top, but I'm saying, like, that E.H. Taylor is... That, that, there's no competition. B-Tac level. No competition between them. Yeah. And, I mean, if we had to lose Stag this year to make this E.H. Taylor barrel proof as good as it Bring is... Bring it. I don't care. See ya. Yeah. Boy, Bye. That's where the Stag Jr. went. He just said, boy, bye. He's gone. He's just stagnant. He's crying. He's crying. He's Taylor killed me. Oh. <laughs> I'm just stag now. I do you feel like Do you feel like you don't even know what to say at this point? I really don't. Because like, I don't we either. We should just go to tips and bits right I, now. I, because I, if I, say, I feel like if I say anything else, it's just going to detract from... I'm repeating myself over and I over. That's what I'm doing. I am too. All right. 2021 each tag bell proof. Wait, wait until our final official list that comes out, but... yeah. Um, if again. something dethrones this, From it's going to be like a 25 out of 20. Yeah. <laughs> all amps to 11. 11 out of 10. Oh. Tips and bits then? Yeah. What do you want to recommend? Well, um, I've been continuing my journey to Hogwarts. How far are you? I am now on the fourth m- movie. Chamber of Secrets? No, fourth, fourth no. is Goblet of Fire. Goblet of Fire. Yes. That's my favorite one. I will be starting that one soon. Just finished The Prisoner of Azkaban. 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 This is infuriating to me. I wish I hadn't stopped you and I just let you go off. (laughs) Sorry, I'm new. I'm a new Potter guy, okay? I love it. I love it. Hey, we got a new Potter head, (laughs) y'all. I thought that third movie, um, The Prisoner, was, um, it almost felt like a filler. Like, I felt like the first two movies were kind of more epic. Wow. I have never heard anybody say that before. Genuinely, that is the first time I have ever heard really? anybody say that 
Prisoner of Azkaban is a filler in the Harry Potter series. Well, because there are so many people who hold that as their favorite Harry Potter book or movie. It's and uh, I'm not saying that I didn't like it. I thought it was awesome. No, I, no, no, no. I, felt no. I like understand. You had like the big the mo- the battles at the end of the last two movies. You know, had the snake and all this stuff going on. And this one felt like you were just kind of like being introduced to a little bit more of you know the family and like the werewolf side and like. You know, the rat who is, you know... Spoilers. Working... Yeah, spoiler. It's you know, a, it's, the, the book's been out for years. Years and The all movie's that. been out for two decades. You know, like, and like that ending, you know, they kind of do long, that whole... I mean. <laughs> Listen, I'm slow to the game of the Hogwarts. That's not what I'm saying. I, I just, know. I was just if trying you're listening, to, yeah, yeah, I got you. But I felt like the ending of that, there wasn't like a really a big battle. It was kind of like they did this whole time travel thing. You know, they went back in yeah. time and like he stopped the... The ghosty guys that what are they? Are they Dementors. called Dementors. Dementors. Yes. <laughs> so anyway, this is like, have you ever seen that meme? It's like I asked my uh, my eight year or no, it's like my four year old daughter to name <laughs> professional wrestlers, and it's just like sweaty McSweatface <laughs> and like everything's I'm completely wrong. Le- Glitter man, and then by the end, it's like, Daddy, can we get McDonald's? <laughs> I'm still learning everybody's names and all that. So. But anyway, I felt like it was more like a bridge to like, I was like, something bigger is obviously going to be happening. Yeah. And I felt like that movie was more of like a a filler type deal. Not that I didn't like it. I just felt like it was more of a filler. I would say that it's, and I, and I, I, the more I think about it, the less I disagree with you. Um, Not that I ever like fully did in the first place, but I would say that it's less filler and more pivot. Okay. Like series always kind of have like that pivot episode or pivot movie where like the tone of everything just completely changes. Yeah. And I think that's why people are so attracted to the prisoner of Azkaban because not only does it change the way that we see how Harry views his life and his world. It also changes the way that we see him in general. Because I think this is the movie, and and originally, of course, the book, that fully humanizes him. And we lose that the boy who lived title for him. Because all of a sudden, he has somebody that brings him back down to earth in the form of Sirius. Because he's his godfather, and he genuinely loves him and cares for him and was best friends with his parents. and, And all of a sudden this clout and and this mystique around the kid who survived Voldemort it's just stripped away and it's like he's a 13 year old boy yeah like you can clearly see why he is so full of angst in that movie and and why he has gotten to the point of where he is by then and i just think it does a great job of redefining who he is as a character as a person and kind of gives us something to more fully relate to than anything really throughout the entire series. But in in the same way, keeps us going back to these stories. Yeah. It keeps us going back to this, this world and giving us something that is very familiar. Um, I'll talk about something like that in a second. Or I guess I can go ahead and talk about it if you want me. I just I had one more thing to recommend. Okay, I'll 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 do a little side not really a tips and bits. It's just something I wanted to like address because I've been thinking about it for a while now. And Lucy and I have been talking about it for a while as well. Neither of us, and this is a hard left turn by the way, are big fans of Taylor Swift. But we respect the fact that she is doing things like re-recording her albums so that she can regain ownership of them and she has all the rights to them and everything. But like, you know, she's re-recording these albums and like nothing's really changed except if you like listen very, very closely with specific headphones and everything. And yes, they've got bonus tracks on them that she had never released and um, like a couple of songs are extended and and whatever, but I we don't really have that connection with her music that a lot of people do. And I was trying to pinpoint what is it that makes people 
so attracted to her music? And what is it that keeps people going back to her music? And I do feel like, and I, 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 I'm saying this word, I'm saying this phrase, and I'm trying not to say it in a negative way, but a lot of what she sings about, a lot of what she writes about is very simple in the, in the best way, in terms of like easily relatable, right? And a lot of people who are fans of her still, fans of her now, grew up with her music. And so a lot of what they hold on to is based purely on nostalgia, right? Yeah. So they don't really like have this connection with what she's singing about now, but because they have that part of their brain that's kind of attached to her music from way back when, when they were younger, they still find value in that and they still, you know, get excited about her new music and everything. And instead of really like growing with an artist in the way that some people do, uh, it, it's kind of like a safe space for people in terms of how they, um, you know, like to, like to function, I guess, and how they like to give themselves the opportunity to not feel so stressed out and yeah. everything. And I, and you know, like I said, I'm not a huge Taylor Swift fan, but in some capacity, I understand why people are. And I, I do give her a lot of credit for what she's doing with her catalog right now. I think that deserves praise. I think that's very, very awesome that she's just trying to be, you know, her own T-Swift, her own manager, you know, basically. But it, it's, I don't know. That's kind of what I would like. I was relating that same thing that like there's a relatability that we find in Harry Potter and yeah. Harry Potter stories that a lot of people also feel with Taylor Swift music. And so while it's not, you know, Taylor Swift's music is not really for me, I can understand why it is for a lot of people. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to sit here and decry the folks who are <laughs> so attached to it and love, you love know, their T-Swift. Yeah, totally fine. But like, I get why people don't love Harry Potter either. I'm amazed that you are taking the time to like get into it now Oh, I, because I, you totally missed it when yeah, you were growing up. I did. I missed it. It, I don't know, you know. I don't know. It was just one of those things. I think some other stuff was going on. I didn't get a chance to get into it. And then yeah. people were, I kind of mentioned it before, people were really aggravating me to get into it. And I like was like, you know what? I'm not going to get into it. I'm not going to do that. Turds? I'm going to do what I want to. Now I wish <laughs> I would have. But I plan on watching them all, and I want to go back and read the books. So, oh, cool. Yeah. Wow. Good for you. Um, Sorry. Back to your other tip and bit. My other one. What was Oh, I watched uh, Under the Helmet. The Boba Fett documentary. Oh, I've been meaning to watch it. It's like 20 minutes. It's awesome. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to do that after you leave. Getting ready for Boba Fett series coming out, and I watched that. And there was a lot of cool little um, cool little things about Boba Fett that I didn't, uh, didn't know or that I hadn't thought about in a while. So I won't spoil any of it for you, but I didn't realize. I knew <laughs> it starts out like telling you like the actual amount of screen time he has in the movie. Yeah, it's like four minutes, isn't it's it? It's like six minutes and thirty seconds yeah, or something. Yeah. And just how big of a character he became. But it's a really cool documentary if you're a Star Wars fan or you're getting into the Mandalorian or you're ready for the Boba Fett series. So I'd recommend that. Like I said, I'm gonna watch it after you leave. Today. Yeah, it's an easy watch, twenty minutes. It's it's pretty good. They they don't like just drag on anything. They just kinda show you the cool stuff. Well, let me pull up my list of tips and bits because I got a few things I've got to run through this week. He just pulled out a whole roll of paper here. It was like a Santa's list. Um, well, I'm gonna have to pour another another drink here. While yeah, you can have some more of that Knob Creek. That's fine. I'm gonna have some of that Knob Creek in a second too. Um, tag on that E.H. Taylor. Uh, oh my gosh, I can't even. I don't even want to think about it anymore. So we watched a bunch of movies recently. I'm gonna go from worst to best. Uh, Jungle Cruise is awful. I fell asleep in the middle of it, and I could not get into it. I thought it was so boring. Once they got past, you know, so like Jungle Cruise in Disney World, mm -hmm. Disneyland, they ride on like the puns. Right, that's the everything. whole thing. Yeah. That's the whole thing. They did that in the first like 10 minutes, uh, and then they never did it again. What? I and figured it, it would be like throughout like the thread so throughout the movie. Oh, and, like, and like that was a thing that, you know, I wasn't anticipating it to be like, super super constant but at least like sprinkle it in here yeah. and there because i mean that's the crux of it it's this goofy weird you know experience at disney world 
and it just was <laughs> it was so glossed over. They've even changed some of that rod. Have they? Mm, they took some of the stuff out it's last bummer. time. Yeah. Um. So, if you like The Rock, you're probably gonna like this. Emily Blunt was fantastic yes. in it. <sighs> Emily Blunt was really good in it, but I just did not care. I I thought it was just an awful movie. Um, watch the two Marvel movies that are on streaming right now: Shang Chi and Black Widow. Oh, Shang Chi! Shang Chi is incredible. It is one of the most beautiful movies I've ever seen in my entire life. I will say, though, I like Black Widow more. I think Black Widow, it was like the... <laughs> but I feel like it was the movie that I had been waiting for with the MCU for years. And it delivered. And it just was like proof. It was like a proof of concept that a female James Bond, a female spy movie could work extremely, extremely well. And it did. I'm not saying that, you know, now we have to all have like a Jane Bond yeah. movie, but it is proof that, you know, when you do kind of step a little bit outside of what is the norm, it it works really, I, really well. I think I would have enjoyed that a lot more if it would have came out when it was supposed to. Because, yes. But at this point, I just kept watching that movie and thinking, this is so dated right now. Yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. That was my main main uh quarrel about it. Florence Pugh is amazing. Oh yeah, she's awesome. She is so, so good in that movie. David Harbour, as always, is just incredible. I've never seen him in anything where I haven't been like, You are the star of your life. <laughs> like you everything that you do is your story. Yeah. Like it's there is no secondary character in it. I just love that guy so much. Um, but Shang-Chi, holy crap. I think I have more to say about Shang-Chi than I do Black Widow, just in terms of like the the lore behind it and how it just kind of takes the time to like tie into the larger Marvel Cinematic Universe and just makes it feel bigger than I think it actually is at times. And And I will say too, it's done a better job okay maybe i do like shang chi better um but <laughs> it did a much better job than black widow did of trying to make us feel at least a little bit sympathetic for the main villain mm -hmm. and i think that was something that was so it's it's been a problem with marvel movies since their inception you know oh they got the same powers oh, they got the same equipment that's the bad version of them right that's been consistent like since the beginning. You know, there have been a few little spots here and there where it's not been exactly that. I'm just so glad that they didn't try to like add a bunch of like extra like characters, like make a Hulk appearance or make make some big Avenger. Yeah. I thought that it was perfect. Now there was plenty of opportunity for that. Yeah. But I think they did a great job on keeping it its own story and its own self. Well and I yeah, and I think that it did a fantastic job of making people interested in who this character is mm -hmm. and allowing them the chance to get attached before he moves into the next Avengers movie. Right. <laughs> Cause I mean, essentially that's what it yeah. is. He's going to be in Avengers five. This was if Marvel took all my favorite stuff and put it into one, like they put Kung Fu, Fast and the Furious, Dragon Ball Z yeah. fantasy, and they just made a Marvel movie out oh. of it. And this is, That's what it is and this is proof that in the right hands a Dragon Ball Z movie could be done yeah. spectacularly. Yeah. Um yeah, I just wanted to go through those real quick. I've got a couple others but I'm going to save them just because I think I've been enough of a nerd this week. Well, let me check I, my list first. I was so. going to say by the time we record again next week you will get my full unedited response. On the live action Cowboy Bebop. I will also do the same. Because it's it's I'm Have I'm you started it? I haven't. I'm waiting okay. to I gotta just watch it st straight through without interruptions as much as I can. So we'll see how I feel. You you may know how I feel by the time the episode just starts next week. I'm very, very excited to hear it. I think we should just put out a bonus episode of you. <laughs> Of us reviewing it. I could it. do a whole episode on anime live action adaptations. Yeah. 
and it, we'll people, work on, people we'll work would on be it. like, what the hell? Is this? <laughs> um, also, I just realized this. Uh, we haven't addressed it at all. But this is the Thanksgiving episode. It is. So happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Happy Thanksgiving. Tips and bits for Thanksgiving. Um, it's not that big a deal. You don't have to bring it up at the table with everybody. Just let everybody have a good time. Yes. <laughs> have a good time. Eat some good food. Do you see how I directed that at everybody and not just one person? <laughs> just forget about it for a little while. Just allow yourselves. This has been a strange year. Last year was a hard year. I feel like this has just been a strange one, you know? Yeah. So allow everybody to enjoy their company and just talk about it another time. Yeah. Enjoy the food. <laughs> enjoy the drinks. Have a good holiday, everybody. A, and also, the word it in that sentence is just an umbrella term yeah. for everything. So anyway... I think that does it for this week. I think that's it. Man. I'm not sure what our recording schedule is going to look like next. This is not a conversation for me to have on the podcast with you. We'll figure it out we'll later. We'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh that's that's it though. It's been a good week. It has. Eric, do you want to do some wrap up stuff? Yeah. How much of my wrap up can you do? I'm curious. Um if you want to follow us, uh you can follow me at Whiskey Mutant on Instagram, on Twitter, on TikTok, on YouTube. You got to search for me on YouTube. I don't have enough subscribers to make my actual youtube name either way at whiskey mutant all the pairings uh if you want to follow the show you can follow us on instagram facebook twitter youtube my bourbon pod is that right that's at right. my bourbon pod that's right, right. yeah if you want to follow perry he's p ritter he was going to change it to 1792 i don't think he's done that yet i'm going to do that today so by the time this is recording, you can follow Perry at pritter1792 on Instagram. Uh, is that going to be Twitter as well? No. Everything. Everything. Every every Everything. every place that I have a personal account, that's going to be changed. Uh, go find us on Patreon for as little as a dollar a month. You'll get bonus content and episodes and craziness, whatever we're doing there. Um, and you can leave us a five-star review on all your podcast apps. That lets you do that. And I think Perry said we have one, right? We do have a new five-star rating review. This is from Slith66. S-L-Y-T-H. I know who this is. Oh, It's Clifton. Oh. <laughs> uh, long-time listener, five stars. Have been listening to the This Is My Bourbon podcast for years now, and I can't believe I've never left a review. Perry and his co-hosts never fail to not only keep me up to date with the latest bourbon news and reviews, but entertained week to week. No matter who the guest is, Perry has a way of making such natural and engaging conversations uh, that keep me hooked. Tim Bip is one of the best whiskey podcasts, and I look forward to listening for years to come. Thank you, Clifton. Also, go check out Clifton's new podcast. Oh, man, he's podcasting. He's the streaming. Bourbon, he's, he's the Bourbon the Bites place. podcast is so good. I really, really love it. Like, the first episode came out, and I was like texting clifton about it saying like a couple of like bits of criticism but i was like you know what i'm not i'm not gonna do that this is awesome i just love it so much does he do like what you've been playing today kind of does he yeah i need to listen episode Sorry, i haven't listened episode yet. five he had brandon on and they were talking about call of duty but he wrapped up their conversation about call of duty by asking him what he had been drinking recently <laughs> and he goes i know i'm kind of stealing a page out of perry's book right here but I thought it genuinely made me laugh. Hey, he gave you the credit. So, yeah, I'll take it. I'll take it. Uh, also, bourbonshop.threadless.com, oh, apparel and merchandise. A59428-8253 is our barrel rings line. Listen to a voicemail from you here on the podcast. Um, this is my bourbon shop at gmail.com. Send us questions or comments. And uh, that does it. You already said the Patreon thing. I did. Patreon.com slash my bourbon podcast. Get on it. That does it for this week. Thank you guys so much for listening. Next, gobble, gobble, gobble. Next, baby. It's, it's Thanksgiving tomorrow. Go drink some turkey and eat some turkey. i got to get some rare breed for next week. That's always... It's even hard to find around here now. Mother. <laughs> <laughs> That's always my like go-to for Thanksgiving, though, is bottle of 101 and a bottle of rare breed. Normally, so. it's the newest master's keep for me, but... Ooh, I'll bring some revival because that means it's like a wine finish. That'd go great with turkey. Oh yeah. Got there it. you go. I'm good. I'm good now. 
But that does it. Next week, I don't know what. We'll figure it out. Until then, though, thank you guys so much for listening. As always, we'll see you real soon. But until then, I'm Perry. I'm Eric. I'm going to come back next week to bring you the good news. Okay, maybe not. But I'm. Uh, this is my bourbon podcast. I'm Eric. <laughs> you already said that. I know. I have to say it normal. Fine. This is my bourbon podcast. Too good.